Good morning, and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio this morning on this first Friday of the month of May. This is the Sacred Heart Hour, and this is Father Stosh Daly, joined live by Chuck and Joanne Wilson here in the studios. Good morning, morning, Father. Chuck and Joanne, as we begin this hour of the Sacred Heart on this first Friday, in the month of May, the month of Our Lady, we begin this hour by inviting our listeners to join us by praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops, and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, Chuck and Joanne, I know I always say this or allude to it, but this month is my favorite month. I know! I know! Every month is special. Every month has its gift, but May is the month of Our Lady, so it's kind of hard not to be extra happy and celebrate. Father, you, when you talk about the Blessed Mother... My heart burns. You have the words. And so I It's the moisturizer I put on my face. (laughs) It's called soap, right? (laughs) But I'm really anxious to hear you share about Mary because you really do. You can tell you have that personal heart-to-heart connection, and it really helps. I know it helps me Mm. and so many to go deeper in our love for our mother. Sure, yeah. It's, um, you know, before we delve into Our Lady and the significance of her role in our lives as disciples and how she brings really that call to us to a return to the heart of Jesus, I'm interested um, for our listeners, you know, we all come from different backgrounds and different, uh, we're on different paths and different journeys. Um, now, Joanne and I are what we call cradle Catholics. Yes. Chuck's, uh, you know, come around the corner towards, you know, <laughs> the goal of bringing all of those people who have converted into the faith or might be on the fence and considering converting. You know, Chuck, what would you say to them about the person of Our Lady as we're in this month of May? Well, I think, first of all, what I've gained is she's our mother. Yes. And I think so often we forget to really go to our mother. And I remember asking Al Haslow, he was a former football player for Woody Hayes, and he worked for me. And I said, Al, how come you don't pray to Jesus? You always pray to his mother. (laughs) He said, well, I'm just looking for more graces from his mother. So I think that started my journey, actually. And then certainly Joanne's parents, I'd visit with them, with Joanne and the family, and They'd be praying their rosary, one rosary, two rosaries, (laughs) three rosaries. And I remember saying to Joanne, Joanne, I sort of feel sorry for your parents. (laughs) I mean, all they do is sit around and pray rosaries and drink coffee. uh, But what I realized, they were praying for me. Oh, you're toast. And I remember remember when we got the um, invitation um, I did to come into the church. Mm. I, I believe that was an answer to all of their prayers Absolutely, for yeah. the first eight years of our marriage. Yeah, They never gave up. Right. I think, you know, um, it's, it's really a beautiful, and it's a humbling gift. You know, 
Uh, of all of the things we consider about Our Lady, you know, you highlighted that beautiful word, Mother. And for our listeners who are tuning in right now on this first Friday Sacred Heart Hour, here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we're discussing Our Lady since it's the month of May, the month of Mary. And that word mother is so powerful and so beautiful. And a lot of times we get questions as Catholics. It's like, but where do you find that in the Bible? And using that key word mother, we need to go no further nor farther than John's Gospel. And if you go to the passion of our Lord in John's Gospel, it's, it's really particularly beautiful, strikingly beautiful, because the very last thing Jesus says not necessarily to Mary, but about Mary, is when he looks at John and all of his disciples who are there, some of whom are close to him on the cross, others of whom are hiding in the crowd, just because of fear and anxiety, because of what's going on in Calvary. But what does he say? He says, behold your mother. Behold your mother. And right there, we find a strong biblical foundation, uh, the cornerstone of our devotion to Mary. I remember Father John Paul Mary of Divine Mercy, uh, a friar who works at EWTN, he was sharing with me, you know, he lives down in the buckle of the Bible Belt, Birmingham, Alabama. And he's been to Columbus, And too, he has. He spoke Congress. at our Congress. And you know, he was telling me one time, uh, he said, uh, I get questions from people all the time walking around Birmingham, you know, they see me in the the Franciscan habit, they see me, you know, doing work for EWTN, and they say, well, how can um, you pray to Mary? How can you worship Mary? How can you venerate Mary? And he's like, well, we don't actually worship her. We do venerate her, but we don't worship her. Um, But we see her as mother and queen. And you know, there's the question begins, the conversation begins, and Father John Paul's cue was, he would always tell someone, he's like, you know what, ask for the grace from the Lord to love Mary as much as Jesus loves Mary. Yeah. If we can love her as much as he loves her, then we will love her appropriately, not without any kind of disrespect towards the Lord or anyone else, but we'll have that proper love for Our Lady like Our Lord loves Our Lady. And truth be told... That's the journey of our faith, you know, to learn to see and love as Jesus sees and love. We become so one with him that we see people as he sees them and we love them as he loves them. Who is he going to love more than the woman who is his mother? So we learn to love her as our mother as well. In this month of May, there's so many, you know, new beginnings. I think of all of the families who are preparing for First Holy Communions and confirmations, but also graduation from high school. And this is that time where, you know, I just, I speak to the hearts of mothers and fathers. It's like your children are entering into a new beginning. Uh, they're entering into a new phase. The next time you visit your church, your parish church, or maybe you pass by your May altar in your home or an image of Our Lady, just make a gift to Our Lady of your child. You know, no matter where that child may go, may Our Lady be the mother and queen interceding on behalf of, protecting your child. You know, I love to say, you know, Our Lady not only intercedes. That's beautiful. But she also intervenes. And my favorite, she interferes. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You know, Our Lady intercedes on our behalf. Uh She will, you know, intervene, but she also, she'll interfere with Uh the plan of the evil one. Uh And too many people live with their heads buried in the sand thinking that there's no evil. There's no darkness out in the world. There's no sin. And it's like, no, there is, but the Lord is victorious. And his mother... You know, I mean, just think of that image. She steps on the head of Satan barefoot, on the serpent barefoot. She is strong. She is, um, she's very, she's filled with fortitude. But as our mother and our queen, she will not only intercede, 
she'll also intervene. But with great love, she will also interfere for our protection if we but give ourselves over to her. And, you know, that's why when we were able to be in homes as missionaries coming to help families and individuals prepare for the home enthronement, we bring a statue of Our Lady and of Our Lady of Fatima. And then, you know, because she paves the way, yes, she helps to prepare, and she still does. Absolutely. And that's still very important for the enthronement and why we pray the rosary yeah. and why we encourage that is because we need her. We do. And, you know, when I have some people did not understand, I would say we only give her, you know, just what she, uh, well, what the Lord gives her exactly yeah exactly Which is a lot yeah we can't create this wheel new again <laughs> we're following the example of we jesus <laughs> i'm exhausted just thinking about it so <laughs> well also father i know of an individual that was a uh, protestant mm-hmm. and his wife had converted to the catholic faith and one of the things that she did was would you mind if i just have a statue of Our Lady. Yeah. Um, and that's the same statue that we have, the statue of Fatima, come into our home Yeah, for two weeks. After two weeks, he said, she's speaking to me. <laughs> and he came into the church. Yes. <laughs> so God. we do have that for people. If you want to go on our website, welcomeisheart.com, we have statues. And if you would like a loner statue, a statue to come into your house we had a request this week that someone just wanted the statue yeah that right now so before the certainly enthronement if this is something that's going to help you prepare for the enthronement or it's something where you've had your home enthroned but things are still acting up and you're saying it's a month of may yeah i'd like to have a statue just contact us at welcomeisheart.com yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you are in that situation in your faith right now to where you kind of feel far from the Lord, you know, you um, maybe go to Mass, um, you participate in, you know, regular confession, but you just kill, you kind of feel far from Jesus, you know, in your heart. You're like, I'm just not sure where things are at between me and the Lord. You know, this month of May gives you a powerful, a beautiful opportunity to first uh, renew your love for the Lord, renew your discipleship by bringing the sacred heart of Jesus into your home, but also take advantage of Mary as mother. You know, begin with one Hail Mary and then another Hail Mary. You know, think of the rosary not as some endless string of beads upon which you pray, you know, never-ending Hail Marys, but think of it as chapters in the life of Jesus. That's what each of the mysteries are. They're chapters in the life of Jesus, and we approach those mysteries with a uh, docility and a humility of Mary, because that's really the only way we're ever going to grow in our appreciation and knowledge of who Jesus is. And if she we just always have that, leads so, you to Jesus. Absolutely, it's yeah. It's never about her. No. In fact, she will be the first one to spank us if we get to heaven, <laughs> and we made her more out than what she wants to be. You know, as a good mother, one good swift, you know, <laughs> knock to the bottom. But I think, you know, there has to be that opportunity for us to just kind of cultivate an openness to the reality of Jesus. And who better to guide us in that than Our Lady? And any image of Our Lady we would have in our home, it's meant to be just a reminder. You know, sometimes you'll hear people say, well, you know, I just don't feel comfortable having statues or pictures. It's like, but in your own home, do you have 
pictures of your mother or pictures of your grandmother? I've said that so many times, and it, she is our it mother. does resonate. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely, you know, yeah. it kind of makes you think. I mean, mm-hmm. and why would you not want an image of our Lord or the Blessed Virgin Mary? I mean, this is really what keeps us from drifting into thinking that the church is an institution, and it grounds us in remembering that the church is a family. You know, uh, the three of us, we love to kind of ponder the significance of how the Father sent his Son into the family first. The family, where Jesus had Mary and Joseph, a mother and a father. And it's in the family, it's in the home that God works and the greatest miracles. And that is, you know, our Lord is, goes before us. Mm-hmm. And by really appearing to St. Margaret Mary yeah. and just requesting specifically that an image of his sacred heart yep. be exposed and honored, and given us the 12 promises, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't make this up. <laughs> this isn't a, you know. It's too early in the morning to do <laughs> we, that. We're, we're not no. capable, no. <laughs> no, for sure. No. But, I mean, it, this is this is from him. And this is where we need to open that door. Yeah. And, Chuck, how do we do that? Well, first of all, just go online, if you can, to welcomeisheart.com. It has some wonderful videos. It has wonderful explanation of what this enthronement is about. But as Joanne mentioned, it's simply from Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, I would like my sacred heart to be an image of my sacred heart to be in your home and do two things, expose it and honor it. And I think, Father, we also have a lot of people listening who haven't thrown their homes. Yes. And for those people, that honoring, yeah. it's not a once and done. Exactly. It's a yeah. new beginning. Right. I mean, it's really every moment. Mm-hmm. It's every moment, and it's it's way to continue to work on this journey every day, uh, whether it's waking up and having the morning offering prayer as a family, praying a decade of the rosary or praying the whole rosary. Yeah. as a family, and also for those uh, that are restless, and I've had some back issues, I know one thing. The rosary does calm you down. It does. It can (laughs) even put you to sleep. Yes, it's true. So there is a gift to the rosary besides just all the graces gift. But go on our website. It's very simple. You can either come in at St. Gabriel Radio or go on our website, order a kit, which will have everything in it, the images of Mary, particularly this month, the Immaculate Mary mm. heart, and then Jesus' sacred heart, and then you'll have a manual, you'll have prayer cards, explanations, and we're asking you to do three things. One, first of all, set a date for your enthronement, and what a better way than to do it this month. Yeah. Two, start your preparation and it's a three-day of preparation, and hopefully you want to start it on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you can, so then on Sunday you can receive Jesus and go home and invite others over or get your extended family over and celebrate it and do your enthronement and then continue to honor Jesus. It's a perfect month. And last year, Father Bishop Brennan said, I want to invite you to do something special this Easter season, enthrone your home or renew your enthronement to the sacred heart of Jesus. 
all the information that you need for enthronement to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is available in welcomeisheart.com. Yeah. And that's from our bishop. Yep. And what a gift. Go ahead, Joanne. And don't forget about the newsletter. As you continue to honor the Sacred Heart, the other wonderful help that comes right there in your email every month is the newsletter. And go ahead and sign up other people for the newsletter. Once you, You're going to be that person. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Tell them after. I gave you a gift. I signed you up for the newsletter. And, and there's no... There's no option to unsubscribe either. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you get the Lord whether you want them or not. <laughs> but it is such a help. The articles and Father Stasha's yeah. meditations and the upcoming feast, it's really an aid to help you continue to grow in your faith and honor the Sacred Heart. Well, why don't you talk about the fifth promise since I this is the fifth to. month? Of the year. Oh, oh, that's catchy. Okay, <laughs> the fifth promise is I will bestow abundant blessings on all their undertakings. And I, I really like uh, what, you know, Father, that you had shared before. This promise is not about Christ guaranteeing our success and obtaining wealth, recognition, or influence. It's about God ordering all things in such a way for those who follow his precepts that the outcome will be our benefit. The promise is about trusting in the Lord, seeking his guidance, knowing that we can confidently move forward with his blessing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was thinking, reading this up in the news right now, you know, yeah. Bill Gates and all the billions and all that wealth, recognition, and influence, but really... You know, where's the happiness? Where's the peace? Yeah. And really, happiness and peace and knowing that you're, you know, trying trying your best. You're letting God be God, and you're yeah. doing your part. Yep. Wow. No, and also, we want to challenge everyone out there, and this is actually from St. Margaret Mary Alaco. Um, the zeal with which you labor to make the Sacred Heart of Jesus known and loved will gain for you an ever-increasing degree of the crowning gift of the pure love of God. And so, excuse me, and when you hear that, what it's really saying is we're not just to keep it to ourselves. Yeah. We're to spread it. Yep. Families, individuals need Jesus more than ever today. And it's very easy for us to say that, and it's going to be a little difficult for you to say, well, I want the enthronement because, as we mentioned, the dark side will say, you don't need it. Right. But just yeah. go ahead and do it. Yep. That's the best, I guess, instruction we can give you today is just go ahead and do the enthronement. Yeah. You know, if you walk through the halls of St. Francis de Sales High School, they've got quotes from their patron saint, who's also the patron saint of our diocese. St. Francis de Sales is the patron saint of the Diocese of Columbus. And they've got this quote from the beautiful saint and the doctor of the church, and it says, the, the measure of our love is to love without measure. 
Hmm. Now, St. Margaret Mary comes from that French school of spirituality, like St. Francis de Sales, you know, where the Sacred Heart was so central, so key to mm-hmm. everything. That's how they survived life, the ups and downs of their times. And St. Margaret Mary is pretty much saying the same thing. She's like, you know, when you see the Lord, when you meet the Lord, you're going to see just how much He loves you. And how much he did for you in this life. Everything from, you know, Bethlehem, the crib at Bethlehem, to the cross on Calvary, to meeting you in the Holy Mass, to giving those graces in your living room and your kitchen while at work. You're going to see just how much the Lord loved you every moment of every day of your life. And then he's going to want to see how much you loved him. And it's in that that light that St. Margaret Mary is saying, you know, the zeal with which you labor to make the sacred heart of Jesus not only known, but also loved. You know, when people come to you and they're having a bad day, when people come to you and they're miserable with pain or suffering or they've got anxiety or their nerves are just shot. I mean, so many of us, our nerves are just tapped. Our nerves are fried. In those moments when someone comes to you and they're like, you know, I just need prayer. I need help. I need someone to talk to. It's like, well, I'm here for you for sure, but... Are you seeking out the heart of Jesus? I mean, he's truly our mm. consolation. And a lot of times, you know, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of darkness, uh, in the midst of betrayal, you could be the voice that just remind that person of the presence of the heart of the Lord, the heart of Jesus. And you can turn to him at that moment, at every moment, your whole life. And just by advocating or redirecting someone's attention to the heart of Jesus, you're doing, you're expressing that zeal. That zeal for the Lord. You know, Father, that is so well said. It's time. It's time for us to step up. Yeah. For the laity to really, we're all missionaries. Yes. We all are called by our baptism. It's so true. And I, I, I had an experience this week. I am carry the uh, holy cards, our cards oh, with yeah. the you know, yeah. sacred heart and our <laughs> yeah. prayer. And I really suggest arming yourself yeah. in your car, in your purse, you know, in your pocket with uh, something tangible. Mm-hmm. And I was at TJ Maxx. I met a person working there from Russia, from Moscow. Oh, my. Wow. In about two minutes, she told me she was Orthodox. I had the card in my purse. And she, re- young girl, she received it. She said, I will take your card. I thank you for your card. <laughs> and then what? just quickly, I said, this heart is showing you the fire of Jesus' love. You know, our sins, how they pierce his heart, but he saved us by the cross. Yeah. You know, three little sentences. And, you know, I, I think it's a stretch. Yeah, it's time to stretch. Yeah. It's time to be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And to allow the Holy Spirit to allow us to go out into the whole world. Yeah. And at least to say, like, you know, one day, Jesus, you know I tried. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's like in the words of Father Pendolph, he may he rest in peace. Hey, air pollution goes both ways, okay? So you can pollute my air, but I'm going to pollute your air. But I'm going to pollute your air with God's love. Oh, you know? I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. So, I mean, it's a, we have to, we have to kind of. I mean, I hate that word, but it's almost like we have What's to pol- we have to pollute the air with God's love, you know, because it's just I think it's, it's more like perfume or something. Oh, huh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going around spraying for perfume Rose on people. <laughs> so, no, no, Chuck, All will right. you spray perfume on no, people? No, I'll no. pollute with he God's love. No, you won't do that. <laughs> No, but I think the people. He'll bring the, us the, back, Father. Here he goes. Th- this has really helped me. 
to basically understand we need to receive his love and then return his love and then share his love. You can't give what you don't have. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And so how do we receive his love? Father, help people out there when they hear this. How do I receive his love? It's it's as easy as Jesus help me now. Hmm. I mean, it's nothing fancy. And sometimes I think we, especially as, you know, we are people in the Midwest, we are just good stock. We're like, just give me the basics, tell me what you need to do, and I'll do it. You know, Midwesterners are not for complexities. We're like, I'm not doing that. Just tell me what I got to do, you know? So, I mean, a lot of times when we think it's like, I'm broken, I'm in a very dark place, Mm -hmm. I need help. What do I have to do? Where do I have to go? It's like, go to Jesus. Well, what am I supposed to say? Help me. (laughs) It's that easy. Get on your knees before the Lord, whether you can actually kneel or if your body won't allow you, go before the Lord and just say, I need your help. And that's basically saying, have mercy on me, you know? But it's amazing how in... Maybe in our distance from him or maybe in our ignorance of prayer or ignorance of the Lord, it's almost like we just, we either have lost the vocabulary or we don't even have the strength to say the words, like, have mercy on me. But it's just like, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. And I think right there, that's the key to appreciating the power of May, you know, the power of Mary. It's like she is Mm -hmm. interceding on our behalf, even when we don't know it. You know, there's a there's a wedding at my parish this afternoon, and we had the rehearsal yesterday. All these beautiful young people, gifted and talented, they've got their whole lives ahead of them. And, like, the Holy Spirit just kind of grabbed the microphone within my heart and just ran away with it. And I was like, listen, all of you, tomorrow at the wedding, this is an incredibly grace-filled and graceful moment. And the Holy Spirit's going to be working. And in the month of May, on the first Friday— during the Hour of Divine Mercy, this young couple is going to be making vows to one another. Mm-hmm. And Our Lady will be here just as much as she was at Cana. And this couple is going to be so focused on not passing out, making sure they get the words out, making sure they don't trip, make sure they don't fall. But the rest of us, we're going to be able to admire the Lord who is gluing them together with his love. And Our Lady who's praying on their behalf. I was like, that's what she did at Cana. Even when we don't know she's there, she is there and she is praying. And she's praying that her children come together, her child, her son, Jesus, and the rest of us who are his disciples. So if we are in that dark place or if we're broken or if we're just filled with sin and we're not sure how to get back, all we have to do is say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me, knowing our ladies there praying for us. And by having images in our home. Holy reminders. By having holy yep. reminders, it, it does make a difference. Huge difference. It makes a huge difference. They're, they're kind of like, you know what, when you go and you buy a piece of property or you move into that place mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm not really sure where the property line is here. Mm-hmm. Well, you go out and you put a stake before you can put the fence up. <laughs> oh, I like that. You walk that. into your house and you're like, what? Who who owns this place? Yeah. Like, to whom does my soul belong? Well, you put a stake up. Yeah. You put that image of our Lord. You put that image of our lady. And you're making a very visible reminder to the world, but also to you. I belong to the Lord. Yeah. I don't belong to this junk. You know, I belong to Jesus. And it's so easy. But when you, when you kind of share that with people, it's like we've just been kind of like uh, deceived into thinking that life is too complex. And it's like, just open your eyes and open your heart to Jesus. And you can have more than one. Absolutely. We have Jesus and Mary on a mantle above the television. Yeah. And now that we, you know, are living in a culture where things are coming over the airways and in our ears and in our eyes, 
you know, it is a protection. Yes, it is absolutely. A, say, now, can I watch this with Jesus? Exactly. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you have to go hide all the images, that's a pretty good time. You just probably turn off the TV. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you have to hang a veil over the Lord just because you want to watch it. Maybe you can like, turn it off anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think there's one step. And then the other step, Father, is to say, I need to come back to Jesus. I need to come back to his church. And the beauty of the Catholic Church, and as Father mentioned, I'm a convert, is really the sacraments. It's true. The graces that come from the sacraments. And I remember the night when I came into the church. Oh, yes. And Joanne was my sponsor. (laughs) She grilled me hard. (laughs) But afterwards, I said, Joanne... I sort of feel different. And what did you say? I said, well, of course you feel different. You just received all these sacraments. And I said, it's like you're standing in a shower of grace. It's true. Duh. Yeah. And- <laughs> That's the quote. Right there. Duh. Yeah. So it was really a gift. And, you know, getting back to the sacraments, you can have that same feeling that grace coming over you and that peace and that's what the lord wants he wants to give you peace and the world does not want to give you peace so you got to make the selection i want peace go to welcome his heart sign up for our newsletter get involved listen to first friday get to church on first friday and let's talk about why first friday getting the mass is so important father you know, and this is the beautiful thing is our Lord says that for those who receive Holy Communion on First Friday for nine consecutive Fridays, they're making a novena, you know, and the novena is important because that's nine novena. It brings us back to nine. Well, what's the significance of nine? Remember, when the Lord ascends into heaven, the apostles with Our Lady are in prayer for nine days before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They prayed for nine days, uh, a period of nine you know, so we do nine First Fridays. We're basically consecrating nine months to the Lord by making uh, Holy Communion on the First Friday for nine Fridays. And he does that because he helps us realize every Friday we remember his death. Every Friday we remember his passion, his suffering, his love for us. But on the first Friday of the month, we get an opportunity to unite ourselves to him on the cross and to offer up those graces and reparation for those who have taken him for granted or who have attacked the Lord or they've, you know, committed sacrilege by saying his name in vain or denying his presence mm-hmm. in the Eucharist or even attacking his most sacred heart, his life lived out of love for us. So on the first Friday of the month, we're given that opportunity to just let the Lord know this is not about me. It's about you. And we get to attend Mass, receive our Lord and Holy Communion, make a good confession. So today's the first Friday of this month. Whether you've begun your, your nine First Fridays or maybe you have the opportunity to begin today, today's an opportunity to live for the Lord in His love and to make a statement to the Lord, to the whole world, to the church and to yourself, that what the Lord has given to us in life and in grace will not be taken for granted. Well, Father, I know we're going to get into Pentecost, so you want to close us in prayer. And I know we've also, in the month of St. Joseph, so yeah. we have a wonderful prayer here for St. Joseph. Excellent. As we bring to a close this segment, we invite our listeners to unite your hearts and your minds with us as we enter into this prayer of St. Joseph. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, 
I place in you all my interests and desires. O Saint Joseph, do assist me by your powerful intercession and obtain for me from your divine Son all spiritual blessings through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that having engaged here below your heavenly power, I may offer my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of all fathers. Amen. St. Joseph, friend of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, pray Pray for for us. us. Sometimes God doesn't change your problems because he's trying to use your problems to change you. Maybe he doesn't remove that obstacle to your goals because he loves you way too much to give you what you want and he wants you to change your goals. Maybe nothing's working as you planned because God doesn't like your plan. I prayed many times, okay, Lord, I give up. To which I can almost hear him reply, finally, I've been trying to get you to do that for so long. We tend to blame our problems on everyone else. It's not me, it's my boss. The weather, my husband. The monthly payment on that car I shouldn't have bought because I can't afford it. (laughs) You know, I almost never hear people say, Chris, I think I need to just change myself. So I want to propose this. Maybe, just maybe, the main thing standing between you and your peace of mind is you. How far does God have to push for you to say, Okay, Lord, I give up. Let's try things your way. How about we change me to obtain the peace that I'm dreaming about? Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Chuck and Joanne, we're live here in the studios, and that music that introduces us is always intimidating. (laughs) Not to me, because you think you. (laughs) So as we begin our second segment here on this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, remember, we are joining you in this Sacred Heart Hour because today is the first Friday of the month, and the first Friday is Mm -hmm. always dedicated in the life of the Church to honoring and venerating and keeping alive our devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. As we begin this segment, we begin with prayer to the Lord. We renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most pure heart of your mother. May we love one another more and more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive our sins. Teach us how to see you in those we meet outside our home. Please, Lord Jesus, help us keep our love for you always strong by frequent Mass and Holy Communion. Thank you, dear Jesus, our King and friend, the friend of our family, for all the blessings of today. Protect us during the night that will come and help us all to get to heaven. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. Immaculate heart of Mary, pray for our family. Saint Joseph, friend of the sacred heart, 
pray for us and all our patron saints and guardian angels. Pray, pray, pray for, for us. us. Chuck and Joanne, as if there's not enough excitement with the three of us. We have a call-in witness from someone that none oh, of us we know. we love witnesses. <laughs> so, Emily, are you there? Hello, I'm here. And awesome. I'm super excited. It's the first Friday. <laughs> Wonderful. It, ke- it kind of keeps the calendar moving. When you honor the first Friday, you're like, we're it already does. in May. So, Emily, you have a special witness to share on this first Friday hour. Is that right? I do. You know, as we were talking in the last segment about the importance of sharing the devotion, I just want to give testimony to 9 o'clock at night, my phone rings for the Sacred Heart and Throne Network, and this gentleman calls from Texas, and he says, you know, he's, he's in a situation where his dad is in the ICU, he's struggling, he's an only child, and he's trying to get him a priest. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I can't get you a priest. I told, you know, gave him some basic instructions. And he said, well, I found your website, Welcome His Heart. And he said, I have never seen an image so beautiful in my whole life. He said, tell me about this image. Why is Jesus' heart being revealed? And to be able to share with this person in real time, you know, who found us, and then to be able to say, how about we get you a prayer card, we get you that image, we help you. And I just think that that is what we can all do. Sometimes we get those phone calls Mm. coming in, right, where someone is an aha moment, they they discover us, they, they, we can pray for them. But what a gift when we can go, go out and to share, because many of us are in difficult times, if it's cancer, if it's sickness, if it's we're caring for someone, and this is the time to spread the devotion leading up to the month of the Sacred Heart. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Emily, so how did it end? You're going to send them some materials. And then also, um, I know, Emily, you've talked about this. We have missionaries. If if we need to follow up with anybody interested in an enthronement today and they're not sure how it's after they receive their kit, they might have questions. Um, we have missionaries here in Columbus that will call them. Maybe tell us a little bit more about that. You know, that's such a great point. When somebody makes that order, when that order comes in, they have an opportunity to say, would you like a missionary to call you? And you would be surprised the number of people that say yes. So when an order comes in, then we can reach back out to them. We can share with them. We can, you know, a great way to evangelize is put up one of those awesome evangelizing videos. They're short. They're, 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 in, they're packed full right on our website, welcomeisheart.com on your Facebook or forward it to someone else. But we, we try to go out of our way to answer their questions and for them to experience the peace of Christ. So that's a, a great that's a great point is that we have that ability to to minister to them, to help them, to get them signed up. Our newsletter just got resent out. So it's in everyone's inbox if you didn't already open it um, on the first day of the month. And this is just an opportunity to to grow and and to spread this devotion. Now Emily also Mary leads us to Jesus. So the month of May leads us to the month of June, the month of the Sacred Heart. Any specific plans for uh, the f- month of month of June, the month of the Sacred Heart? I am so excited to tell you that we are going to have a first ever webcast 
sacredheartwebcast.com that will be sending out more details. You can go right there and sign up today. And that webcast will take place June 9th. And it will not only be informative, impactful, we will be having testimonies. And this is an opportunity to invite others to be a part of something new. This this online event that will be done in, in real time where people will be, you know, getting building that excitement for the Sacred Heart and for this ministry. We believe, you know, Columbus, Ohio is so blessed that we came to this understanding, thankfully, to Father Stosh and to my parents in the studio, Chuck and Joanne Wilson and others, that we need the Sacred Heart. Now it's time to be leaders Mm -hmm. in, in every community that we can to promote this devotion, as families are so longing for peace and individuals are so suffering from isolation and even mm. despair. Wow, well, I think well what, said, huh? Yeah, what Emily's doing is challenging us all, listening today, to get to Mass and then to figure out, you know, who does the Lord present in our lives and how can we share what she shared with the person in Texas. Any thoughts, Father? Well, Emily's conversation with that fellow who called in, I mean, that's a conversation that each one of us have a thousand mm-hmm. times every day. But, I mean, thankfully, and praise God, Emily had the sacred heart on the tip of her tongue. So she had the Lord to offer to that fellow. Uh, and it's not just because she coordinates our efforts through Welcome His Heart. I mean, it's because, you know, Emily, um, to the admiration of all of us, I mean, you you follow the, the heart of Jesus. And for all of our listeners who follow the heart of Jesus and who live in the heart of Jesus, I mean, it's an opportunity to consider that every conversation we have is an opportunity to... Mm-hmm express that zeal for the heart of the Lord. And whether it's confirming someone's joy, whether it's affirming them in a time of challenge or weakness, or maybe challenging them to kind of rise to the occasion and give glory to the Lord when the world, the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of man is trying to pull us down. It's like the heart of Jesus. If we just carry the heart of Jesus within our own hearts and make them known, Make them available. And I think by having our Congress once a year and now having this webcast, it kind of reignites that fire. Oh, yeah. And hearing other witness stories, I, I get so excited because I know um, I know how the Lord's working in a new way. Well, Emily, thank you for coming on the air. Yeah. And we appreciate um, all that you're doing to spread this devotion and what and I think in closing what's on my heart is really all those that haven't thrown that mm-hmm. sort of have closed the door well this pandemic has no longer given me permission to be a missionary and we're losing that zeal that we had in Columbus to spread now not only in Columbus but throughout the world so I just challenge all of us to renew and go to Welcome His Heart and uh, volunteer and talk to Emily about how you can help with this mission. But thank you, Emily, and God bless. Well, thank you. <laughs> awesome. I never we, cease to be amazed at what technology allows us to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got the thank amazing. you. But also, Father, I do think this whole aspect, we, we've sort of lost a little bit because of the pandemic. Yeah. Not just a little bit. The whole yeah. world suffered. Yeah. It's true. I, I think there's so much, um, there's relevancy in that that admonition, but also that consolation. It's like, even mm-hmm. though we are apart from one another, we can still be united to one another if we approach the Lord. 
you know, I I have brother priests and the seminarians and then, you know, the students from Franciscan University or the missionaries from NET or Focus, you know, who know me through this, that, or anything else. And, you know, they're sitting there like, Father, you know, um, you have that opportunity to visit one another that you haven't had in a long time. And you have to, have, it's the bittersweet farewell, you know? And you're just like, I will, when will we see each other again? And, and I always have to let them know. And it's my, I'm challenging myself while I'm consoling them. It's like, but you know what? Here's the truth of the matter. In our faith, when we pray the Holy Mass, when we're before Jesus, he keeps us together. He does. So we're going to be apart by hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of miles. But if we can both, with humility, approach Jesus in the Eucharist, he'll keep us together. And he'll let us know when to pray for one another, when to console one another, when to reach out to the other. And we just have to allow our faith to be the glue that keeps us united. And I think during COVID, there have been many blessings. And part of it is that time of solitude, the time of a lot of things were taken from us, but a lot of those things didn't matter anyway. Right. And yeah. so to really start to do a, you know, uh, examination yeah. of as we reenter, what things then do I want to keep and yeah. what things do I want to let go of? And we want to keep the Lord more and more because I think when you're hurting, is actually a better opportunity yeah, to say, I am no. not God. It reminds, I need you, It really Lord. reminds you of the poverty of our humanity, exactly. like how much we need, yep. how much we need Jesus. I mean, it's not just we want, but we actually need him. And, um, you know, keep that in mind. And I, I, one a challenge for me was, okay, I have to make an act of the will to transform this I- isolation into solitude. Mm-hmm. And only one person can do that, me. Like, the Lord is here with me, and I have to make sure that I do not see this state in life right now as an experience of isolation, but rather as an opportunity for solitude, oneness with Him. And the phone calls, the emails, the messages, the letters I would get from parishioners, and you know, they're just like, you know, Father, I'm being tempted with isolation. It's like, then get on your knees and pray to the Lord that you can transform it into solitude, because He will never leave you isolated. He's there with you. But you need to make an act of the will, a movement of the heart to say, I'm not isolated. I'm in solitude with the Lord. And though I may be apart from my neighbors, I'm united to them through Him. You know, one thing that was very helpful to us is um, going through old pictures. Mm. You know, we most of us have boxes of <laughs> photographs, you know, that have been kind of thrown in a box and really old ones. Yeah. I mean, great grandparents. Yeah. But to, you know, somehow organize them, not a big deal. Yep. I just did different Ziploc bags with categories. But it's really a meditation. And to realize these people who have passed on, we're going to see them again. Yeah. You're not alone. Right. They're praying for us, and we need to pray for them. It was a great uh, awareness Mm. of the body of Christ and also of our lives, our choices we have made. And some of those, they're like, oh, geez, yeah, I did that. Yeah, that was the time. That was the 60s. <laughs> Why check out those sideburns? They don't really look high. All more things are revealed those, on the Sacred Art of Hour. I had a perm. I look right. like a Brillo right. We're going to go. We're going to go on to feast days. We're going to talk about feast days. Oh, thank you, Jack. Bring us back. Bring us back. One of the great things about feast days is 
is the anticipation that they're coming. That's true. And, that so and true. I think the Catholic Church is so rich every month yep. to be able to celebrate these feast days. And I know, Father, we have one coming up on May 13th. That's true. And you know, and a lot of people, who those who have participated in the Enthronement of the Sacred Heart and those who have studied it or learned about it or researched it or maybe are in line to do it, and maybe even those who might be put off by it uh, because of the the place of Our Lady in the enthronement. We bring an image of the Our Lady of Fatima. And the reason why is because Our Lady appeared in 1917 on May 13th. She appeared to three mm-hmm. shepherd children, and she called those children to prayer, and she called those children to penance, and she would visit them once a month throughout that spring, summer, and fall from May to October. She would visit those children, Our Lady did, the three children in Fatima, Portugal, and she taught them how to pray. She basically taught them how to love, how to love Jesus with their all. And in her call to prayer and penance and life, we find that call echoed in each one of our hearts and our homes and how we're called to open ourselves to the heart of Jesus. That's why we have the image of Our Lady of Fatima involved in the enthronement. It's We're understanding that she's speaking to us just as much as she spoke to the three shepherd children in 1917 and Fatima, calling them to prayer, calling them to penance, calling them to life. So on May 13th, uh, every year, May 13th, we have that opportunity just to remember Our Lady was sent from heaven to speak to us, her children, to call us back to prayer, call us back to penance, call us back to life. So it's a beautiful opportunity. Uh, that's May 13th, you know, beautiful, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Here locally, well, you know, as of the past couple of years, you know, we have this procession from Holy Family Church to St. Patrick's Church on May 13th. What time, Father? Uh, it's in the evening, and, um, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity. Uh, the bishop will be joining us, uh, priests and religious, you know, the Dominican friars, and we gather at Holy Family around 6.30 p.m., and people will gather between 6.30 and 7, and the procession will start shortly after 7 p.m. And we pray mm-hmm. the rosary from Holy Family to St. Patrick's Church in downtown Columbus. It's a beautiful opportunity to once again heed the words of Our Lady to pray, to do penance, and to live, to live the heart of Jesus. And that's May 13th. Um, a beautiful opportunity to honor Our Lady. You know, we honor Our Mother. What about people can't walk, Father? That's an excellent point. Um, actually, the Dominican friars will be exposing Our Lord oh, for adoration at St. Patrick's Church so that people can pray before the Lord in unison mm-hmm. with the people who are processing. And then as Our Lady and the procession arrives at uh, St. Patrick's, mm-hmm. we join those who are already in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then the bishop will do um, have solemn benediction to close mm-hmm. out the evening beautiful. celebration of Our Lady's call to we, her children. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful opportunity. It's an invitation to everyone. And, and even if you can't join the procession, join the church that day. You know, meditate on the life of Jesus by praying a decade mm-hmm. or the rosary, the whole rosary. It's such a powerful, beautiful day to remember that we are children, mm-hmm. that we're children of Our Lady, brothers and sisters of Jesus. And as we talk about other feast days, you know, we got the Ascension coming up and then Pentecost. These are huge. And you say yeah. there's a nine-day... Yeah, a nine-day elapsed between in the time. And, you know, every time you hear a Catholic say a novena, people are like, man, you people just keep making stuff up. Well, we didn't make up a novena. <laughs> we didn't make up the novena. The novena comes from, like, imitating the apostles who, with Our Lady, were in intense, fervent prayer between the Ascension of Our Lord to Heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And we didn't even make up Pentecost. Pentecost is an already existing <laughs> Jewish feast. It's like, we didn't make up anything. We don't make up anything. No, we don't have that kind of creativity. No but way. we do have the humility to accept what God gives. Yep. 
right back at you. So, <laughs> but it's an opportunity, like between the Ascension and Pentecost, to live the novena that the apostles and Our Lady first lived. So, anytime you hear the word novena, it's an opportunity just to enter into fervent prayer, fervent prayer united with Our Lady, waiting for the Lord's will to be made manifest. And notice what happens, like. The Lord ascends to the Father in heaven, and then the angels appear, and they're like, what are you people doing here? They're like, well, we're Mm. looking. It's like, you got work to do. (laughs) It's like, go to your work. They enter into prayer. The Holy Spirit comes down at Pentecost, and the fire is given. So, I mean, there's a fire given to each one of us in the Spirit, and that fire is meant to like cultivate that zeal that St. Margaret Mary spoke of, that zeal for the heart, for the love, for the life of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit prompts. I mean, the Holy Spirit prompts. He even pushes, he drags. He does. <laughs> I mean, he, he wants us yeah. he wants us to live. And and we have our it's such freedom. a beautiful time. And each of those dates are perfect opportunities yeah. to either enthrone the heart of Jesus as king, mm-hmm. brother and friend, or as Chuck mentioned earlier, to honor the Lord by re enthroning, recommitting. Yes. You know? And the thing is like if you're at home and you're like, I've got the sacred heart of him, you know, sacred heart of Jesus image and it's not really doing anything. Well move it. And move yeah. yourself. You know, because when things become stagnant, they become cold. And when they become cold, they start to die. So move, get up and move. Move your faith, move your heart. But also maybe it's time to change the place in the home where the Lord has been enthroned, a place of honor. I I always wondered, you know, why the Catholic Church is the church. Mm. But then Pentecost, they say, is the birth of the church. Right, right. Is that because of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, it's when you can really see that impulse overwhelm the apostles, and they they rush out of the room. And notice how they're speaking languages mm-hmm. that people didn't know they could speak. They're bringing mm-hmm. the good news of the Lord Jesus' resurrection. They're bringing that news to everybody. And when you read the Acts of the Apostles, the fervor, the zeal, it overtakes them at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit comes down upon them, tongues of fire. You know, different church fathers will say, well, the church is born from the side of Jesus on uh, Calvary, you know, issuing forth. The blood and water comes forth. They highlight, you know, the symbolism, the reality of the connection of the waters of new life. The church is born from the side of Jesus, but she takes that first breath of air when the Holy mm. Spirit descend upon okay. the church at Pentecost. It's not one over the other. It's everything. It's the life of the and Lord, the Spirit. they didn't mind the suffering. No. When you, when you read the Acts of the Apostles, yeah. what they went through with, yeah, exactly. with joy. Yeah. So the times that we go through, the little pricks. Yes, it's true. The little suffering. Frings, yeah, you know, I would say to myself sometimes, get over it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, you sound like me, Joey. <laughs> no, it's so true. Well, the other thing, Father, is they were really hiding out. They were, and the thing, you know, the thing that never ceases to amaze me is notice how if, and this is the thing, if you're not familiar with what we're saying in the Acts of the Apostles, it is time to open up your Bible. You know, mm. blow off the dust, open up the Bible, go to Acts of the Apostles, and just read a couple of paragraphs every day. I mean, this is the Easter season. We're supposed to be living Acts of the Apostles. Um, and when you look at their fervor and their zeal and what they went through and how they were through the promptings of the Holy Spirit, they were, they were clever. They were wise. You know, they knew how to, they knew how to make the most of every moment, whether it was, uh, in solitude, 
or being persecuted or being hunted down. I mean, they're put in a jail cell. They went through it all. They used their jail cell to convert their captors. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. It's like, well, you're the audience for me right now. I'm behind these bars for the time being. But they never let a moment go to waste. They had zeal for the heart, heart of Jesus. Well, the Holy Spirit and Mary, May is packed. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's a, a great, great time to get to church. It's a great time to go to welcome his heart and really go deeper with the love of his heart. Yeah. And that's only going to change your heart so you can go out and be like the disciples now, I have a on question. Pentecost. When you go to welcome his heart, you have to say dot com, don't you? Uh, yes, Joanne. Okay. Dot com. <laughs> Well, you know, there are people like me out there, one or two. <laughs> this is for you. These it's are the type com. of conversations we have at home, Father. I'm, 50 years. I'm laughing with you. 50 years. <laughs> And, you know, just to affirm, this is live. Like, this is live, oh, live. in the studio. This is living on air. And Whether you are not, ready for it or not, America, here it comes. And we have not had any rehearsals for the last probably well, 15 .org? months. Now, wait a minute. It could be .org. Oh, .org. It could, oh, right? Dot .com. Yes, it's Very dot good, com. Jimmy. Go, go to that. And also, Father. Like then, we conclude prayers with amen. It's amen. Then the real confusion comes up. The Trinity. Oh, yeah. Oh, Just thank may, you, Chuck. Beg to... God for the grace to be filled with wonder and awe. Okay. And the one, you know, the one thing I'm going to throw out, we're in the last few moments of this second segment of our Sacred Art Hour. Remember, you were made for community. You were made for communion. You were made for the family. You were made by God and for God. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit want you. They want you. And we are all overwhelmed with a variety of temptations, and um, we're onslaughted by you know bad thoughts and whatnot. But just remember, you were made by God and for God. And in the Holy Trinity, you have your home. And the heart of Jesus is the glowing torch that leads us back to the home of the Trinity. And we had silence. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we have silence. That was profound. I was meditating on it. Yeah. Poor Dave. <laughs> But we got the Trinity, which is the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And really, we can all tap into that Holy Spirit that brings the love of Jesus to us um, from through the Father to Jesus. So, you know, I think in closing, go to Welcome His Heart, sign up for the newsletter. Dot com. And also, don't forget to spread the good news. And the good news is during May... Mary wants you yeah. to go out and to promote her son. Yep, absolutely. And just keep in mind the words of Pope Emeritus Benedict, you know, considering Our Lady, whoever opens his or her heart to the mother encounters and welcomes the son and is pervaded by his joy. True Marian devotion never obscures or diminishes faith and love for Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one mediator between God and mankind. Remember the words of Our Lady, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Amen. As we bring to a close this Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us as we bring ourselves before Jesus. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, 
to love thee more and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. Amen. Amen.